Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, welcome back to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. My name is Steve Durr, and I'm still here with Aaron. So thanks, Aaron, for joining us again. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so today is May 23, and on Tuesdays, Aaron, we usually ask our guests just to share a little bit of their God story, um, either, either how they first came to know Jesus or what he's been doing in their life recently. So is there something you'd be willing to share with us? Yeah, absolutely. I think I can do the, like, uh, two-minute testimony type right. thing here, yeah. which is awesome. Uh, no, I grew up in a extremely uh, uh, loving Christian home. Okay. A lot of preachers, teachers, missionaries in my family, okay. uh, basically all of them. Uh, <laughs> and that was the lineage. Uh, so I knew the things of God from a young age. Yeah. Um, when I went away to college, uh, decided very clearly that I did not want to walk with Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I even remember kind of looking up to the sky and being like, hey, like next four or five years are going to be fun. I don't, yeah. don't want to, right. So, so did that, spent a lot of time uh, in my early 20s, uh, drinking, partying, doing the, 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 kind of uh, wayward lifestyle, so to speak. Okay. Um, uh, ended up in jail on a DUI, okay. and that was a big spiritual two-by-four. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and had a really, honestly, uh, sitting in the, uh, in the jail, uh, had a really amazing encounter with the Holy Spirit. Okay. Uh, and, I mean, it wasn't that great in the moment, right. uh, but um, very, very clearly God spoke identity to me. Uh, as a son who shouldn't be in that situation, um, through an inmate, uh, from the County prison. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and he just looked at me and he just said, uh, you probably got a dad that loves you. And I said, I actually, I do. Uh, you probably know you're not supposed to be here. I'm like, no, I'm definitely not supposed to be here. Yeah. He's like, what are you doing with your life then? Like, this isn't who you are from an inmate in yeah. a County prison. And so man had a really good encounter with Jesus in that moment. The next day. Uh, rededicated my life to God. I mean, it was very um, prodigal son type thing, that. right? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, this sounds familiar. <laughs> yes, very prodigal son type thing. Now, with that being said, I had a lot of baggage and a lot of issues. Yeah. And so um, got into a, a really amazing uh, church uh, that did one-on-one discipleship pretty okay. intensely and uh, got discipled for the next five years with uh, some amazing men. And it just radically transformed my life. Awesome. Yeah. So that yeah. was about what 14, 15 years ago now. Okay. So yeah. yeah. Wow. That's awesome. I, you know, some of the things that you said jumped out. Um, you talked about being from a long lineage. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a great term, and just uh, I think it's so important um, that we live our lives uh, recognizing we're part of that. That mm. that people fed into us. Yeah. Our our fathers, our mothers, our grandfathers, um, grandmothers, and then we now have to feed into our children. Yeah. Um, and then hopefully someday grandchildren. Um, but just the power in mm. that, that generational faith yeah. um, is cool. Uh, but also just um, the fact that God spoke through someone that maybe most people wouldn't think God would speak to. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, and I don't know this person. I'm not trying to say they're no. bad or whatever, but just you, you wouldn't necessarily think that an inmate in a county yeah. jail would be one speaking truth, biblical truth into yeah. you. Big time. Um, and, you know, so that's that's awesome too, that God can use whoever. Yeah. Um, and so that's just cool. Thank you for sharing yeah. that story. Absolutely. Yeah. So, 
Well, today um, we're going to read Matthew um, 21, 12 through 17. And we talked yesterday about how does the how did the crowd go from saying Hosanna, um, save us to crucify uh, him? And we're going to get the first little bit of that in today's passage. <laughs> it's it's going to be uh, glaringly obvious right. Right. as we yes. go throughout this week. Yeah. Why did they hate Jesus all of a sudden? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. So, um, so Aaron, would you be willing to read Matthew 21, 12 through 17? Awesome. All right. Uh, this is titled Jesus Clears the Temple. Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out all the people buying and selling animals for sacrifice. He knocked over tables of the money changers and chairs of those selling doves. He said to them, the scriptures declare my temple will be called a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. The leading priests and the teachers of religious law saw these wonderful miracles and heard even the children in the temple shouting, praise God for the son of David. But the leaders were indignant. They asked Jesus, do you hear what these children are saying? Yes, Jesus replied, haven't you ever read the scriptures? For they say, you have taught children and infants to give you praise. Then he returned to Bethany where he stayed overnight. Awesome. Thank you. Man. There's a lot there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a lot there. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. So, Steve, what what do you hear there or what do you see there in this passage um, about God, about Jesus, about his plan, etc.? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, a couple of things. The, I think um, the first thing that jumped out is probably what people normally think of when they read this passage, that that righteous anger mm-hmm. is okay. Mm-hmm. Um you know, that Jesus demonstrates that we need to be kind, compassionate, peace-loving, humble, like yeah. I said yesterday. But we also need to um, not be passively a pushover. Yeah. You know, we, we yeah. can't let injustice stand. And um, so in this, we see Jesus say, no, 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 this is not right. Yeah. Um, and um, he uses his uh, scripture to support his actions. You know, um, my house is supposed to be a house of prayer, um, but you're making a den of robbers. He quotes that. And then from the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise. So he's using his the scripture to support that. Yeah. Um, but then as I thought more about it, um, I don't I, I don't necessarily know if Jesus is acting in, in anger. Mm. Um, I mean, he's definitely being um, bold in what he's yep. doing. But yep. My big question that came out of reading this, um, I haven't really thought this before, is was Jesus uh, poking the bear, so to speak, mm. intentionally? Was he doing this? Um, I mean, I'm sure he was frustrated that they were uh, you know, selling things, but was he very intentional about yeah. starting the process of shifting that public opinion? Um, because again, we know that in four days, yeah. five days, you know, they're going to be calling to crucify him. So was this... Not so much a hey, don't sell things in my father's house. Yeah. Um, or was that the the pretense to say, okay, I need to start to now transition the the popular opinion mm. against me. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and a good way to do that, I agree. And part of my notes was he went after the leaders. Yeah. Because if you go to the temple, you're not necessarily going after the people. You're going after those that are leading it. Yeah. In those kind of taking advantage of people and, and fraudulent and abusive power, you're actually going after the leaders. Now, yeah. the leaders then usually uh, sway the court of public opinion quite quite right. well, right? Yeah. I mean, if we look at like political or church leaders nowadays, 
yeah. there's a lot of people that hear what they say and follow what they say. And then all of a sudden that opinion of the public has changed. And so, yeah, I think you're right. I think he was walking into the establishment yeah. and kind of poking the establishment. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I also would say that he's like we, like we said yesterday, the uproar being almost like an earthquake. I mean, that was just the day before. Yeah. And, and so he's not afraid to cause a commotion. Right. Like at all, yeah. which is a little bit like we always hear about the humility and the meekness of Jesus. But like this is now the tension of I'm going to cause an uproar. Like I'm going to yeah. cause commotion. Um, and I also think he uses really strong language here, yeah. uh, which you should use if you're trying to poke the bear yeah. or, or the establishment. Right. Yeah. Um, and and I think one thing that really uh, uh, stood out to me is I don't know whether we would say, yes, he's acting in anger. Uh, I, I certainly, it looks like it flipping tables and, and, yeah. and yelling uh, at yeah. people, uh, probably anger, or at least looks like that. But what's really interesting to me is right after he does that, the, like, it literally is like, you are, you are thieves. You're a den of thieves. I'm flipping tables. Literally the next paragraph is the blind and lame came to him in the temple. Yeah. Which means even in his anger, the lost and the lowly were attracted to him. Yeah. Which means there's something different about his anger. Like my anger? Yeah. Woo! Uh, <laughs> and, and I'm an Enneagram 8. I don't know if anybody out there cares about the Enneagram, but the Enneagram 8 is very passionate against injustice. Sure. And, and we're usually, you know, big talk. We'll, we'll, we'll yell, scream, here we go. We're, yeah. we're, we're intense. Uh, and so I've always loved that part of this. Like, I'm yeah. like, yeah, Jesus, burn it down. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think I've always overlooked until literally studying it this week. The fact is that even in a show of commotion and anger, uh, the blind and lame came to the temple to be healed. Yeah. So I, it, like, it's this weird dichotomy of like, yes, he's making the leaders of religious uh, hierarchy angry. Yeah. But like when he does that, the lowly and lost are actually attracted to him more. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, there's such a dichotomy here. Like, I don't know, I don't know which way to go on this, but um, that really stood out to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad you pointed that out too, because you kind of skim over that part when you first read it. But, um, and not only the, the, the blind and the lame, but then we, the children are recognizing. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And again, um, I think if this bearded guy comes into the temple and he's knocking things over as a little child, I'd be afraid. I'd, Seems I'd like be it. a coward. And um, yet they even recognize, mm. um, and that you know they talk about um, you know having the faith like a child. And, yep. and but um, so I think one of the things is we there's a there could be a tendency, and maybe mm. we do to see. Um, Jesus as a victim as he goes through the Holy Week. I mean, he's right. betrayed by one of his closest friends. He's unfairly beaten and 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 punished and, and crucified. But he's not a victim um, of his circumstances. He's intentionally going to Jerusalem. He's intentionally yeah. going, um, knowing he's going to die. Um, it's kind of like um, it, it, he's playing chess when the Pharisees are playing checkers, you know, mm -hmm. he's, he's three steps ahead of him and he knows what he's <laughs> doing. So, so he's not passively experiencing, he's yeah. not a victim yeah. um, of, of anybody in this, in the, the time frame, uh, this, the story he's being intentional. Um, and so again, that just, it, 
speaks to me like he yeah. did this all for me. He knowingly went and he he intentionally provoked and stirred up that uproar mm-hmm. um, so that he could die for for me. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, that's this is this is cool. He knew what, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. He kind of like I think as we look throughout this week, we're gonna yeah. see a bunch of different parables yeah. that he that he talks through, and so many of them, he's just continuing to go hard at the established ritualistic religious um uh leadership and and way of doing things and and you're right i think he knew exactly how he was going to escalate the the uh separation and anger that was going to come when he calls you know truth truth yeah and that i think we see that now i think we see that in our own lives in our own world i know um when my wife lovingly calls me out for, for doing something yeah, right. uh, that I shouldn't be doing uh, or saying something a certain way or whatever it might be, I immediately feel offended. Like, uh, yeah. who are you? And then eventually, uh, eventually, yeah. uh, Andrea, yes, um, <laughs> I get to the point where I'm like, oh, I see it, Holy Spirit, please. Yeah. But these guys don't. Like, he knows right. they're not going to get there and it's going to culminate in actually the end of the story, which is saving the world. Yeah. Uh, but he, he kind of needs this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 I was also thinking too, kind of what, um, what the people might be thinking. Yes. They, they follow the, the leaders, but you know, again, they saw under the, the presumption that he's coming to throw, to overthrow militarily. Mm. Yeah. And I think as they go through the week, they're going to see that that's not happening. It's not like there's a whole army coming in behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that might also contribute to kind of why they're saying, okay, look, you're not who you said you're going to be. So mm. we don't want anything to do with you. But. Yeah. Well, do you have any challenges for our listeners as we wrap up today's episode? You know, I think, I just think back to uh, w- as believers, we're called to stand up to injustice. I think that's yeah. what Jesus is doing, right? Like you're cheating people. You're, you've turned my my house into something it wasn't meant to be. And so I think, you know, the challenge for me that I took out of this is I'm called to stand up to injustice, but still remain accessible to the lowly mm. and to the lost. Yeah. And so how do we think about that in our current context, in our current world, culturally what's happening, you know, politically what's happening? Yeah. Like we can disagree with people, but if our disagreement to whatever it might be actually alienates us from a whole bunch of people that need to hear the gospel, yeah. then we probably need to look at how we're disagreeing yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and how we're coming against that injustice um, because Jesus clearly can do both. He mm. can clearly call out the injustice while remaining open and um, uh, to the lowly, to the lost, to the people that need uh, that love and that embrace. And so I think that was a big, that was a big challenge for me this yeah. week. So hopefully, hopefully it is for others too. But yeah. If anything, I got something out of that guys. Well, that's, <laughs> that's important too. Yeah. Well, I think that's you know good. We often end podcasts with challenges and based on us, you know, the people mm-hmm. who are talking, but, um, it could be very well that as you read this folks that you had a different takeaway. Yeah. Um, the important part is you listen to the spirit and respond to what you yeah. do. But I think that that is a great kind of, blanket challenge for our listeners of today's episode is, you know, stand up for the injustice and, and seek to, um, fulfill God's plan here on Mm. earth, but in a way that, that draws people to Jesus, not alienates them from him. So perfect. Well, thank you, Aaron, for all that you shared today. And, um, we look forward to hearing more from you tomorrow. So thanks for joining us and we will talk to you on Wednesday. 
Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.